Hello and welcome to episode 96 of Ready to Mosh. I'm Kev P and alongside me is the Jacko to my lantern, it's Gem G. Hello. Hello. We're still being seasonal. Still being seasonal, yeah. Festive. Festive, it's October time. Yeah. This week we've got a guest interview as part of our Dolby Alt Fest coverage. And we're talking to Liam, who's the owner, founder, CEO of Unearth Music. Yeah, we had a chat with him about Unearthed Music, how we got into the music industry, obviously how Derby Altfest began, and lots more. And it, yeah, it was just really great to chat to someone kind of on the other side of things, as opposed to a band, I guess. And here's the interview. We have a, another guest on this week's episode. We are chatting today with Liam, founder and owner of Unearthed Music. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you for having me. How are you guys? Yeah, we're good, thank you. Okay, so if we just want to start off, if you tell us a bit about your kind of history in the music business, how you got into it all. Um, okay, uh, during the war. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Um, so I, I sort of fell into the music industry when I was at uni. So I, I moved to Derby Uni in 2013. Uh, during that time period, I um, I formed a band called This Is Hate, like hardcore beatdown. That's how I started formulating my contacts, stuff like that, you know, just as bands do, start playing gigs up and down the country. Um, and then when that sort of came to its natural conclusion, that's when I was like, oh, right, I really want to, uh, I really want to carry on in the music industry. I, I was really good at booking my own shows when I was in Derby, so I'm going to carry on doing that. And then Unearthed formed in June 2019, and then the rest is sort of history. <laughs> So one of the other things, you're also in a Motley Crue cover band called Motley Crue. <laughs> <laughs> I knew this was going to come up. Like, I, I just knew it. Uh, yes, I am. I play uh, I play Nikki Six in a Motley Crue tribute band. Where did, where did all that come from? I've always been a sort of a an enclosed crew fan. You know, I knew like two or three songs. Um, and then I, I suppose it, I watched The Dirt one night on Netflix um, I'd had a few beers with one of my mates, and I was like, you know what, I, I could do that. I, I could be in a, a Motley Crue band. And then I put a status out on Facebook when I'd had I'd had a, a few beers. Um, and then <laughs> guys started replying and was like, let's do it, let's do it. And then all of a sudden we had a show locked in. It was very far in advance. It was like, oh, you know, this might actually happen. And then we got booked for Derbyshire Sausage and Cider Festival last summer. Um, my mate Rich, who runs Hardwired, run, does all the the, uh, the booking for that festival. It's like we, we've had a band pull out. Can can you play in a couple of weeks? We were like, crap. Right, okay. <laughs> this is going to have to be get real very very soon. At this point, by the way, our launch show was meant to be at like the end of August. I didn't have a wig or anything at this point. So in the space of like two weeks, I had to learn the rest of the set, get my costume, and do it. And yeah, yeah, it was great, but. Yeah, it's just random junk Facebook status is <laughs> the, uh, the history behind Notley Crew. <laughs> I absolutely love that. That's amazing. <laughs> just going back to one earth then. So you mentioned it began back in 2019. How did it actually kind of first come about and start to grow? So I'd, I'd been, I've been running Oldfest since 2016. So Unearthed, like, like the end of This Is Hate, I was like, I, I want to carry on to do it. I want to help Derby's music scene grow. So I started putting on... I think like every month I started calling them like showcases at the hairy dog. And then from then it just sort of kept going and going. And then in the January of 2020, 
I started talking to local bands about doing more than just putting on shows, you know, helping them get on the scene, using my contacts and stuff like that. And it was just getting off the ground and then the pandemic hit. (laughs) So it was just like ordered sort of motivation and everything that I, you know, I'd built up obviously went when live music ended. So I used lockdown. I got furloughed from my old job, like literally day two of lockdown. So at the time, I lived in a terrace house in Derby with my with my partner and two stepkids. So I was like, I need to do something that's going to occupy myself unless, unless I'm just going to drink myself into oblivion. Um, don't get me wrong, I did drink myself into <laughs> oblivion a lot. Um, but then I just started putting the foundations, the proper foundations together for Unearthed. So, you know, did a lot of research, did a lot of building, contact building and stuff like that. And the first part of lockdown was just me just making, you know, forming relationships with promoters and venues and stuff like that and then i think people started seeing it i was using the socials a lot you know building on earth a lot around the country and people wanted people wanted to work with us and it it was great considering there was no live music bands were putting a trust in in me and i think there was there's about three of us at this at this stage i think this is like this was late 2020 so like yeah great let's let's start working with it so then we did and then when lockdown lifted properly in August 2021, we already had like a whole series of shows coming up. We did a couple of um of like seated shows as well. We did Cold, the very first Colville Metal Invasion, which we had to call Metal Invasion, not just like Colville Metal Fest, so that the police wouldn't automatically shut it down because they were doing everything that had festival. They just weren't allowing it to go ahead. Hmm. So we called it Metal Invasion so it could actually go ahead. And it was really good. Sit-down event. It sold out. And then we did a, a sit-down show at the Hairy Dog, which we had This Is Turing on. You played my very first Alt Fest. And then King Abyss, Record Remains, I think played that one, and Forever in the Making. And that, so that was a really, really good night. Um, and then, like I said, lof- lockdown lifted, and we were ready to go. You know, we've been planning it. And I think that's why we were so quick out of out of the starting blocks. I starting blocks, sorry, because, you know, I'd, I'd spent all this time putting my plan together knowing what I wanted to do. And then that's why we went sort of from who the, am I allowed to swear? Yes, you, you can say anything you want. Yes, absolutely. Oh, so, so I was like, who the fuck is on earth? To, oh yeah, this is fucking on earth. That was, that's the way I like, I like to look back at, um, <laughs> at coming out of lockdown. You know, it blew up. I'm probably one of the only people that used the time in lockdown to benefit, to, to, you know, benefit, sorry, to benefit what I wanted to do moving forward. And then it became my full-time job not long after that because everything just went absolutely spiral crazy oh excellent so what were the expectations for derby alt fest initially and kind of how do you hope it's going to get to in the future so derby alt fest 2016 was originally meant to be my band's ep release show okay um and then it turned out (laughs) yeah so it turned out that i just wanted to get like every local band on it and i was looking at the lineup i was like this this lineup doesn't fit you know there's we had like a pop punk band we had like an electro metal band um we had this is Turing headline the first one so i've i'd played a couple of shows of them this is hate already and then they're like right i can't i, I need to call this something because this is a 10 band this is a 10 band bill now it's not just an event so i was like well it's a bit alternative isn't it and i was like fuck it i'll call it derby up fest <laughs> um and then, yeah, it, it was really good. It was a Sunday as well, the first year was. I remember it was all so last minute. And it was like trying to sort out the release show. You know, I didn't really have a lot of ties with the Hairy Dog at the time. So it was like a lot of back and forth and waiting for emails back and stuff like that. And then, yeah, it, it was it was a really good turnout for 
you know what it was and then i was like right i want to do it again the 2017 was very much a more structured festival than just throwing a load of bands on from the local scene and calling it alt fest you know this was what it what i actually want it to be now um and then yeah it just sort of progressed from there are you expecting sort to be to stay at the hairy dog or are you hoping it's kind of going going to get bigger and bigger and bigger I've had conversations with the venue about how I want to expand it and stuff. And until I'm selling out the whole thing, then I'm not really ready to start looking at bigger events yet. Because the only the only thing that would happen if I started looking at, if I could run before I could walk, is that I'll just lose a shitload of money. Hmm. You know, and, and I, I love doing it at the dog. You know, it's not just the fact that it's one of the best venues best independent venues in the midlands or the country to be honest you know they really look after not just myself they look after bands it's a great venue you know the, the bar staff are great there's the games room as well where you, you know you don't have to just stay and watch the bands constantly all day you can go and play on like the rambo shooting game or whatever the fuck you want to do um and yeah they, they they're just great they're, i cannot rave about the, the hairy dog um enough you know they've done a lot for for me personally and unearthed and old fest over the years so they know my contingency plan. They know that I, you know, eventually I'd love to take it to like Alt Fest open air. You know, that's that's the dream to, yeah. to, to get to that stage. But like I said, unless you know, we've had a couple of capacity times over the, the previous few years. But until I can sell out the whole event, then um, we're going to stick at the dog for the next couple of years. And kind of over the last couple of years, post pandemic, I guess there's been quite a lot of festivals that have struggled and just haven't managed to keep going what do you think in particular has made Derby Elk first kind of stand that test of time through kind of post-pandemic definitely the support of the venue um you know there's there's nothing that the dog want in advance you know there's a lot of venues out there that um need like deposits or full thing and fair play you know venues need to survive they need to get that money to survive but the dog has always been that support system which has allowed me to be really you know really experiment experimental on the lineup, really, you know, last year we had Evil Scarecrow, which was something that we'd never done before. Um, and it was insane. And I definitely pissed the venue off because of the amount of like confetti cannons and stuff which <laughs> happened that night. But yeah, you know, the, the support of them guys there, I, I really cannot rave about them enough. You know, Paul, the main owner, and then Nick, Nicole, and um, all the team that have supported what I've wanted to do. Um, so yeah, that, that would definitely be a reason why. And when you book in bands for the festival, how do you kind of decide on who you want to go for and who you're going to get? Um, it varies, really. There's always bands which I'll see it, like the likes of Bloodstock and Download, which are like, I'd fucking love to have them on at Ulpfest. Um, That happened with Cage Fight last year, actually. We uh, we decided, because last year it was only, it was a Thursday, Friday and a Saturday last year. And it was quite last minute in the grand scheme of things that we decided that we wanted to add the Thursday. So I was at Bloodstock and Sophie stage cage fight played that day. And I was like, there's my first day headliner. You know, if I can make that happen, they would absolutely rip it apart. And they did. And I actually become, you know, really good friends with the whole band off the back of that. I think that was like the first big headline event. So that, that was really cool. But yeah, you know, there's personal favorites of mine, which, which I always try and look for. I mean, a band which I've been trying for the last couple of years is like malevolence, but you know, the bigger they're getting, it's just becoming more and more of a pipe dream now. And fair fucking play to them, you know, they're absolutely smashing the UK scene. Um, but then also you've got the locals who are doing really well. You know, we've had the 500 play a couple of times from Nottingham and they're just going from strength to strength. You know, they, they'll definitely be, I think they'll be back in a headline capacity over the next couple of years if they keep going the way they are for sure. You know, they've got a great local following. And then, you know, the, the Unearthed com- uh, community. 
I always look at, at bands who are, who are doing really well in the community, bands who who want to come and play a derby. You know, we really like to make it happen, keep everyone happy, keep uh, keep people playing the bigger events. You know, bands come to us and be like, we've never even been looked at for a festival. And because we played Derby up fast, we got looked at this, this and this. So, yeah, if we, like, we like to keep it balanced. Um, we're always looking for stuff. I mean, not even got this year out the the way yet obviously and i'm already looking at, at next year and i've already got <laughs> a handful of bands sort of penciled in so yeah it's just it advances through the year i never like to lock everything in one um because bands always you know they, they might release stuff quite early in the year and then start to blow up from the back of that and then stuff gets sent from agents so yeah it, it it varies it honestly does i know i went on a bit of a tangent there but i'm just like that's that's how my thought process goes by plugging the whole thing so you mentioned malevolence, but aside from them, what kind of bands would you love to work with if you had the opportunity, or kind of what would your absolute dream lineup be if there was kind of no limit on the budget? Oh man, uh, yeah, malevolence one hundred percent. I did a, a lineup at the end of twenty twenty one, no, twenty twenty two, when I had Desolated play the Hairy Dog, um, and they they've been like one of my favourite bands for like twelve years. So that was. That was amazing. So I'd probably say I'd want Desolated back as well, but then it would just turn into an absolute war zone. Um, yeah, there's. I want. I'd, I'd like someone like Skindred. You know, they're they're great, but again, you know, they're just they're doing so well in the UK scene at the minute. I mean, their their last album went to like number two. Yeah. In the actual yeah. main album charts, didn't it? So and they're just you know the whole tour which they're on at the minute is fully sold out, which is it's absolutely amazing to see. You know, some. So yeah, I guess a. Like Saturday and Sunday of Alt Fest would be like I'm eleven a skin dread and then like a desolated on a Friday. There you go. That that would that would be next year. You guys can support it, yeah? Yeah, so your house, yeah. Sound awesome. Can't wait. That that does sound like a pretty good triple bill. <laughs> it does, yeah, it'd be fun. I'm 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 up for that. <laughs> yeah, but but yeah, you know, we 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 love supporting loads of bands around around the countries. But yeah, that that would that would definitely be one which would hopefully be like the sellout one. If that didn't sell out, then there's something very wrong with uh with what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think now it's time for the quickfire round. Yeah, so we've got eight completely random questions this time. Right. Okay. So just the first thing that you think of. Okay. Yeah, I think you've got the first one. I've got the first one. Yeah. Yep. What's your favourite film? Uh, Interstellar. Oh, quite a contemporary kind of choice. Yeah, it. it I, I just think it's great. You know, Matthew McConaughey in that film, it just gets you, man. I could watch it. It's one of them films where if, if I'm hungover, lying on the sofa, I can just put that film on and just, you know, just enjoy it. But yeah, I love Interstellar. And then an immediate uh, go-to? Immediate go-to, 100%. What was the first album you owned? The Curtain Call by Eminem. <laughs> Yeah. There's been a, there's been a few people that have said Eminem. I was just going to say, yeah, quite a common one. That was the first one that I went out and bought physically. I mean, my my dad used to play a lot of like metal vinyls and stuff, but yeah, I, I remember buying that as as album one. <laughs> if you were a ghost, who would you haunt? Oh fucking hell! Um, probably my old maths teacher from school because he was a right arsehole. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing answer. <laughs> Yeah, he tried to get me. He tried to get me banned from my Leavers Day because I, I wrote my name wrong in a textbook and it just spiraled from there. So yeah, I've always held a grudge against him. <laughs> What's the worst job you've ever had? I worked at 
a golf club. You talk to a golf club, actually. I don't mind saying it. I don't give a fuck. Um, I did like three shifts, and um, it was just it was just horrible. I think I was like 15, 16. So all I was was like um, like a like a KP, like a kitchen porter. But it was like just slave labor, and it was horrible. And like the woman that ran it was yeah she was like a dictator i hated every second of it and um i think i've definitely taken all of that into how i run on earth because i'm definitely a dictator of an earth i'm not really by the way I'm not really. <laughs> is she uh, also on the haunt list as well she's got a be she really we'll have to add it to it uh what's your favorite smell uh, um either like vanilla essence fucking love vanilla essence or and I know it might piss off a few people, but steak cooking, it's just like, ugh. yeah. Works for me. <laughs> yeah. Who was the last band you watched live? What did I do last week? It was the last one. Asaya was the last band I saw live, one of my own shows. Excellent. Was it a good show? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was brutal. <laughs> what are your favourite crisps? What's it? Oh, I don't think we've had what's it before, haven't we? We have, no. No, I thought that's a, that's a new one. Yeah. Yeah, big up what's it. <laughs> except the mess get them as a sponsor <laughs> yeah, imagine yeah except the mess they just, they just get over your fingers and your fingers for days then aren't they but yeah definitely what's it yeah that's definitely the downside to them isn't it <laughs> yeah all right last one in the quick fire round then what song would be your theme tune uh you know that benny hill song that goes like probably something like that because i yeah my my day Today I'm just mad. I've got my my stepdaughter's at home and everything, which like so it's like a mad morning. Goes to like early morning admin and emails with an earth and then everything which unravels through the day. So yeah, I think that's what plays for my mind as I'm dealing with everything through the day as well. Okay, that's the end of the quick fire round then. So back to the normal questions. Okay. <laughs> obviously you're busy um you know sorting all of the festival out do you get any time to watch the bands um yeah i i really do you know i've got with Ultfest, first we have a really solid sort of team which i put together sort of consists of people from my own on earth team and then volunteers who want to just come and work up first just to get sort of experience we've got a few people from derby uni and, and nottingham trent uni this year who uh who study like different things of, of music so they're coming to help sort of get an introduction into how an event works so really looking forward to again being you know a slave driver and them. i'm not really i'm joking but yeah uh we do get to see them we sort of take it in turns on on doing certain stuff and everything like that but there is certain times of the day through every day of all first every year where i'm just running around like a headless chicken i don't even know what's going on i don't even notice that there's a band on stage because I'm just trying to make sure that everything goes okay and is going okay. And I guess every, not even festival promoter, but every show promoter will say exactly the same thing when it comes to that. There's always something which involves you, like your immediate attention right then and there. So, yeah. And who are you looking forward most to seeing this year at Altfest, if you get a chance? Everyone, obviously, because I booked it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I am I am really excited to... um to see gamma bomb i've never seen gamma bomb so when that all materialized that's yeah i've i've sort of had a a look into their their stage show because they sent over their their sort of big um rider requirements and yeah we're in for a treat that night 
Um, these Wicked Rivers as well. I know you've got a monsoon there. Obviously, Derby local boys got a very, very good, big reputation in the city, and they put on a, a hell of a show as well. Um, yeah, I think I think every headliner actually. It's obviously because it's so different. You're bound in fear on Friday night are going to just blow the balls off the place. They're they're that heavy. You know, Ben's vocal range is absolutely insane, and then defenses on on Thursday. You know they. They're a band I've wanted to book for a few years, just never had the opportunity to, you know, stuff's never aligned. But yeah, the, the four four main headliners are um are gonna be great. But the whole lineup, it's how it's come together, I'm I'm really, really happy. Especially that Saturday, like how that flows, the thrash day is is a great personal achievement. So I can't wait for that day. But you spoke about Gamma Bomb and you've not had a chance to see them yet. Have you seen most of the bands before or are there some that you're it's kind of like you don't know what's coming. Um, thinking about the lineup, yeah, I, I've seen most of the bands playing this year. You know, just either from lineups up and down the country to maybe my other agents putting a show, which I've been at, or hosting them myself when they've come through Derby. But the the main ones who I haven't hosted are Gamma Bomb. I've never had Harry Ripper on a show. Um, it's my first time hosting Divine Chaos, but I have seen them a couple of times, uh, most notably at Bloodstock Main Stage couple of years ago which was awesome um and then there's there's a band playing on sunday called the, the dead amigos yes um a band from australia and Altfest is their first stop on their first ever uk tour so Altfest will always be the first time they ever played the uk and, and they're they're blowing up over there so the fact that you know we host them for the first time. I'm really looking forward to them. If you if you don't follow them on socials, you should follow them on Facebook and Instagram. They're absolutely like batshit crazy. <laughs> That's quite an achievement to get those guys in. Yeah, it sort of it's it was one of them that um, you know the lineup was pretty much put together, and then an agent came and be like, "Oh, we've got these coming over. You know, could we make it work at all?" Um, and then after you know a few conversations and I chatted to the guys themselves and saw what they were about, I was like, "I need to get these boys." I need to get like that first fucking UK hit, so it's great. But yeah, over the night I've seen I've seen most of the bands um playing. Just trying to think. Uh yeah, even most of the chosen by Unite on the Wednesday, I've seen most of them as well. Just a you know, smaller shows. But I was really happy about how that came together as well. Now you mentioned earlier that you already got some bands kind of booked in for next year, but normally how far in advance do you start the planning for the following year? I normally start it properly after this year that the previous year is done you know after i've sort of had a chill thought about you know what went particularly well what maybe didn't go so well so i'll look at i'll start looking at bands pretty much as soon as i've already sort of got a communication going with a potential headliner for next year um but you know i do like to mix up the headliners every year so i'll see you know i think the thrash day is going to go really well so i think that might become a sort of a static addition to the whole festival. We we trialed it out last year when we ended up getting Cage Fight to headline, and we had the likes of How Affected and and others play. Um, so that's, that was definitely something I wanted to explore more. And then when Gamma Bomb happened, I was like, right, I'm going all in on this now. So yeah, the, the process it it does. I'm always thinking about you know following it up and how I can make it better. But until the previous year is done. I can't really put all my effort into it because everything's got to be of this year, obviously. And one of the kind of really interesting things, you kind of touched on it there, is that obviously there's a thrash day on Saturday. Mm -hmm. But one of the things that I 
come on that kind of stands out is the different styles of bands between the days as well yeah is that kind of like a, a conscious thing is it to see which works best or yeah it, it was definitely a conscious thing this year um in the past we've really really mixed it up on each day and it's some's worked better than others but you know mixing it up too much it does even at a festival which is called something like alt fest it's never going to work as well as you want it to so we really went to like i really made sure that each day was particularly genre heavy other than the wednesday which i didn't know how it was going to turn out obviously because everyone else chose it the thursday i wanted it to be metalcore the friday i just wanted it to be absolutely just disgustingly heavy especially to finish on um saturday was fresh and then sunday like i just imagine the sunday just being a bit more chilled out and you know finishing with these wicked rivers i couldn't have like got a better band they were always number one target for for that sunday so i was really really happy that we managed to make that work especially how busy they are and especially with you know they're, they're over they've got another big derby show in december which is sold out so you know fair play to them and um big respect and love to their management for working with me on it and wanting to wanting to do it yeah that that sunday is just like it's it's almost kind of like the perfect sort of chill down from everything that's come just before it and one yeah. of the other um days that that i really like as well is the uh chosen for you uh, sorry, no it's not chosen for you it's chosen by, chosen by you. you sorry chosen by you yeah i'm yeah. getting the words right <laughs> yeah that was a decision which I, I wanted to do for a while but you know how some festivals do like they have like one slot up for grabs which then gets thing or like download have the body takeover where everyone decides but it's a panel that decides it and i was like right I, what i'd really want to do because there's always people that are pitching their bands there's always people that's like oh you need to book these you do that and so i spoke to my team and i was like i know it's absolutely ridiculous to say but would you want to add like a fifth day everyone moaned everyone said no so of course i did it because <laughs> i'm yeah you know, i'm gonna go forward with it so yeah the, the first idea was that we were going to get a a list of bands was going to be about 20 or 30 and people could pick from there but then as the planning went on you know me and my, my sort of my main team my main inner circle of unearthed and the venue themselves we really wanted to get them involved on how we wanted to run it we were like right shall we just open it shall we just literally let everyone enter their band name and then people can vote for it and that's what we did it was just like it was very very sort of well, my anxiety was through the roof when you know people were voting. I was like, I don't know how the hell this is going to turn out, and it's my own it's my own festival. So <laughs> the fact that it turned out, and you know, we got the five bands we did. I was just like, okay, wow, you know, this really works. So I'm really intrigued to see how it goes. And um, the advance sales for the Wednesday have actually been a lot better than I ever could have imagined because it was just like, I don't know how it's going to turn out. It's going to be a complete mashup. So how um how it all turned out was great and all the bands who applied all the people that voted you know it was so close you know especially the final couple of days you know there was a top 10 which was interchanging sort of by the hour so you know every time i'd go back and look at it there was a new there'd be a new headliner there'd be a new top five so it was just like jesus christ like you don't know don't know what's going going to happen so yeah there was those people who missed out literally only just um but yeah, we're really happy with with how it came out, and um, yeah, I'm I'm still super anxious about how it's how it's going to work. But no, the, the lineup's great. The guys that are playing are going 
literally kickstart that festival big time. And do you think again? I suppose like with the the Thrash Saturday, is that potentially another staple kind of addition to it now? Yeah, um, I definitely wanted to make that statement day. That's why I sort of I uh, I worked with someone to get the sort of poster on its own, so it's sort of its own thing as well as being part of Altfest. That was always part of the plan. So yeah, you know, I'm sure as you can imagine, that day is probably going to be the one of the busiest days of the whole event. So yeah, with it was always it was always the plan to sort of push it out not only to people who wanted to come out fest, but also make it available to you know the diehard thrash fans of the UK and the Midlands to to come out and just enjoy themselves that day. Fantastic, right? Thank you so much for coming on, Liam. It's been absolutely amazing to talk to you, and we can't wait for Derby Alt Fest. And tickets, I believe, are still available, so people need to go and get them now. Yeah, because it is going to be incredible. Yeah, they go off sale uh, the Tuesday, the 17th of October at around 5pm. All the advance are off sale. And then after that, the only way to get them will be to get them on the door. But like I said, it's going to be, especially the the Saturday and probably the Sunday, with Rivers being the big local band they are, it's going to be limited availability. So, yeah. So you heard it here first, go get them now. Absolutely. But yeah, yeah, thank you so much for having me on, guys. I've had a lot of fun. I've managed to talk about stuff which i never thought i'd talk about again like my old math teacher like fucking mad didn't see that coming tonight but there we go (laughs) fantastic thank you so much liam no worries at all thanks guys so we hope you enjoyed listening to our chat with liam as he mentioned depending on what point you're listening to this there may still be some tickets left for sale for derby alt fest so get in there quick if you're thinking of coming along and you haven't got your tickets yet And we'll have another interview in a few days coming up once the festival is actually underway. So keep an eye out for that and all of our other Derby Altfest coverage on our socials. We're at Ready to Moshcast on Instagram, Threads and Twitter and Ready to Mosh on Facebook, TikTok and YouTube. Thank you all for listening. And as always, please leave us a review, a five star rating and all of that stuff. That would be very much appreciated. Stop, Moog.